this is episode seven of season five of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will be talking about yoga for cross training. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan, and this is Season 5 of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running. Yes, brought together by a love of running, love of nice, sunny, warm weather today. Yay! I hope you girls had the same. Yes, it's been awesome here this past week. It's been in the 70s every day this week. Oh my gosh. How about you, Megan? Is it nice there? Yep, we got up to 75 today. Wow. I thought I was lucky that it was 65 here. <laughs> Keep in mind that over the past three weeks, we've got over like three feet of snow. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's you'll, insane. You'll hear when I get to my training how that's been affecting my running. Sure. But today, it was just so nice to be out there in the sun. And I waited until like the middle of the day to go out, even though like I had other things to do. I'm like, no, I'm going to go out when it's really nice. I'm going to treat <laughs> yeah. myself to some sunshine. And it was great. So, awesome. yeah, I'm enjoying springtime. How's everything going, Katie? It's going okay. Uh, if my voice sounds a little funny, I'm still getting over some some sickness. Last week was rough. I ended up having to take off three days of work, uh-huh. and um, I broke down and went to the doctor because it was not getting any better. It was only getting worse, and ended up having to get a prescription for some antibiotics and a steroid shot and the whole nine yards. Wow. But Thankfully, now I am feeling better. Still have a little bit of congestion, of course, and the lingering cough is always the last to go away. But I'm telling you, difference of night and day between last week. It was one of those sicknesses where you feel so bad. You walk by a mirror and you have to do like a double take, like, oh, oh, I look rough. You know, (laughs) you've got to give it a second. But yeah, doing much better today, thankfully. Good. Well, you sound good. Oh, thanks. I still sound weird to myself because my ears are still weird, you know, popping and balancing out. But good to know I don't sound like a total weirdo tonight. I wonder if I'm sounding like the weirdo tonight because I am sick too. But um, but yeah, mine's not definitely not anything like what you've had, Katie. That sounds awful. I'm just got a little bit of congestion. It's been like barely an inconvenience to me. I've had to blow my nose a couple times. So. This one was went much better for me than my last cold, but I don't know why I'm getting sick. I think probably because I've been eating so crappy this year, and the we- weather's been crazy, too. Yeah, the back and forth. Yeah. How are things going for you, Megan? Good. We have had a terrible outbreak of the flu at my school. Oh, no. We've had kids out all over the place. Mm-hmm. I luckily haven't gotten sick. Yay. So. Knock on okay. wood. Yes. If there's any real wood around here. Not, <laughs> I always just know. use my head. Like, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to knock on that because I do not want to get the flu. Yeah. But it's been good. Just busy with work yeah. all the time. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I like it. You know, it's just, and I'm, you know, fine with living at work. It makes it okay. <laughs> it's just I don't have anything to, <laughs> I do. Uh, I really, you know, when you're there from 7.30 to 5.30 at least every day, 
Last yeah. night I didn't leave till seven thirty. I all I do is go home and go to work and run. And my students make fun of me for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got your priorities, and that's great. I um I quit my job. Uh, I've been cleaning houses for like 10, 11 years, and I uh, decided probably four years ago that I didn't want to do it anymore, and now I finally <laughs> got around to not doing it anymore. So my last day is Tuesday. Yay! Yay! And um, I'm launching a new business, which is walking dogs and pet sitting, and I'm super excited for it. I've got a lot of interest. I've been getting, um, I've been doing a lot of advertising, which has been good, I think, because I'm getting like requests from people and questions and and whatnot and interest, but no actual work yet. So now I'm kind of freaking out because. My last day is Tuesday, and I just bought a new car. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to end up taking a part-time, like, waitressing night job or something just so I can uh, make ends meet while I'm building my business, my, my day job, basically. So, so that's where I'm at. It's been a lot of change, but it's good and exciting, and I'm happy about it. And um been running too i'm ready to talk about it do you girls want to move along to training and find out about those races we've been running sure yeah all right so katie you told us you had it was like a looped race right yeah, it was an out and back. They had it set up downtown by one of the local running stores and lots of different distance options because it was the don't break it resolution run that was totally free put on by John's Run Workshop, which was awesome. Yeah. You know, just to have a race that's offered for free, I think is incredible. So I went with the goal of completing the 5K, of course. And I went early Saturday. Yes, it's been a, it's been a, you know two weeks now, so I'm not trying to go back and remember. But I went Saturday, and um, they even had like free snacks out there for everybody, free refreshments. They had a lot of merchandise, of course, out because they were promoting sales, different sales and things at the store. The course was really well marked. They had people all along the way, kind of telling you, you know, if you want to do the 5K, if you want to do the 10K. They had all the way up to a 13.1 course marked so not a ton of people but still enough to where you know you felt like you were in a race it wasn't just like okay this is awkward because I'm like one of only three people here right and it was a little foggy that morning but not too bad the temperature was pretty comfortable it had been nice leading up to Saturday so I had on a short sleeved tech shirt and then crop like capri running tights so I was comfortable running is still not what I would say easy just yet because you know obviously I haven't had that much time to do it so I did have to take several walk breaks but overall I was pretty happy with my performance because I didn't feel completely drained at the end of it I finished in 41.53, which is literally one second difference than my last 5K race that I did, the turkey trot, back in November. 
So I'm like, okay, well, if over the course of December, January, almost to the end, at least middle of February, two and a half months with little to no running, it's only the difference of a second in my time, I guess that's okay. (laughs) So I did that. And then I ended up meeting with one of my girlfriends who lives here and we went to the Midway Chocolate Stroll. Midway is one of the little towns around here and they have like a promotional board that puts together different events for their shops downtown and so you got to walk into all these different shops and see what they had to offer in sales and sample chocolate at every place you walked in so that was another incentive for me to make sure I got my butt up and out of bed and (laughs) didn't run (laughs) because that way I would have a little bit of a calorie deficit to enjoy some some chocolate So, like I said, I felt really good. I didn't feel totally drained at the end of the run. I mean, I could tell I did something, obviously, but I wasn't just wanting to go home and sit down and relax. We walked around. I think that probably helped with a lot of the soreness because I was a little sore the next day. Just because, again, I haven't had the time to really get out there and do a lot, especially where I'm trying to push myself to run in a 5K, you know, rather than just getting out and getting some miles in. So the next day when I woke up, I immediately could tell like I was coming down with something because I woke up with a sore throat. And for me, that's always like a dead giveaway that I'm going to get sick. Ever since I got my tonsils taken out as a little kid, I very rarely get a sore throat unless there's something going on that causes a lot of that like post-nasal drip and stuff. So I thought, okay, well, let's get up. Let's get out. Let's try to do something today. Hopefully that'll make you feel better. I started down in the airborne, hoping that that influx of vitamin C would help me. So I actually headed back down to the Arboretum on Sunday and ran another two miles on Sunday. Trying to shake out a little bit more of, you know, just the really light soreness that I had in my legs. And I made myself do intervals. So I would like run a minute, walk a minute, run a minute, walk a minute. And the Arboretum is really hilly. So I was proud of myself for making me run up the hill if that's when the minute happened, you know, rather than pushing it off and saying, no, I'll run down the hill. So I did at least feel good after getting through the um the run at the arboretum the following day and made myself go to work on monday which was a giant mistake because then i had to take off tuesday and tried to then go back on wednesday and again giant mistake Mm -hmm. so i ended up taking off thursday going to the doctor and that's when they were like yeah no because i had a fever and and all kinds of stuff so i got sick right after the race essentially And I haven't gotten to do any more running since the Sunday after the race, which, like I said, I just did two miles there at the Arboretum. But, yeah, I felt good after the race and I felt good on Sunday, but then I got sick and now I'm, like, trying not to get disheartened because, obviously, I'm not getting any more time before Run the Bluegrass. And, Megan, I know you saw the the shot glasses and the five-year streaker Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited to get that. So I'm like, I got to do it. If I got to crawl down those hills, I'm going to do it. But I'm just like, okay, you can do this. You can do this. You know, as soon as, as soon as this weekend comes, because Friday, it's supposed, no, I'm sorry. Saturday is supposed to be cold, but then we're supposed to warm right back up. 
So I'm like, you've just got to make yourself do it. Just just get out there and at least get a couple of miles in like three to four times a week because otherwise you're going to be like crippled at the end of the, right. the half run the bluegrass. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Like I said, this week I haven't really gotten to do anything because I've still been getting over my sickness. And if you can't breathe when you're sick, that certainly makes it hard to run. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of correlated. So that makes sense. Right. Uh, but my, like, I have never had a sinus infection so bad that my face hurt to touch. Wow. And yeah. Like, especially the left hand side of my forehead and kind of temple area. Oh, it was just throbbing. And when I went to the doctor, she was even like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I know this hurts, but I have to push on there to see, you know, where everything is. So it, it was pretty hard. You said that your school had been hit bad by the flu, Megan. I actually had 10 kids out of just my first block class yesterday. So mm-hmm. it's a really bad year, I think, for sickness all the way around. And while mine wasn't the flu, it was just, you know, an awful sinus infection and cold. It's it's rough. It's rough. So looking forward to getting back out there and getting some miles in, hopefully starting Sunday. That's my goal. All right. Well, rest up. Make sure you're, yes. you're feeling up to it because we don't need you worsening anything. Um, but right. But glad you're feeling better and glad you had a, had a good couple of runs there before you got sick. I know. <laughs> I was like, all right, yes, we're starting off on the right yeah. foot. And then just totally down for the count. <laughs> it's it's frustrating because there's not a lot of races in the winter and we fi- kind of get off our routines a little bit and then finally you get to yeah. race and you get excited to run again and then like something comes and knocks you on your butt and it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Sinus infection, blizzard, you uh, know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, fingers crossed. Everything is on the up and up and uh, I'll have more running to talk about next week. All right. Sounds good. Um, well, I've, I've had a busy couple of weeks, even with all of the <laughs> ridiculous amounts of snow we got. Where we left off, I shared my Thursday run on the last episode, so picking up from there, my long run of eight miles for that weekend, I ended up doing that on Friday because the snow was coming, <laughs> and um, when I went out on Friday... It, it was already starting to snow. It was coming down. And this is the day of the biggest blizzard that we got where it was like 15 inches or something ridiculous. And that day it was cold too. It was 10 degrees with 20 mile per hour winds. And I'm like, I, I just got to get out and do it. And I did. And it wasn't that bad considering it was my first real long distance run in a long time and it was cold and windy. I bundled up and I actually had a lot of fun even with the wind whipping snow in my face. I was like, I'm a badass. <laughs> so that was good. Monday, I was out Saturday and Sunday because I had, you know, all the snow. Monday, I went to the gym because even though it stopped snowing, there was no place to run because the sidewalks are completely covered. I mean, I can't even, couldn't even like take my snowshoes out. It was like over my head snow. So 
there was there just was nowhere to run. So Monday I went to the gym and did hill repeats on the treadmill. These um, actually went pretty well this time. I did two, and I forgot I forgot my inhaler, so I was really worried about having an asthma attack. Um, mm. So I really eased myself into it. I did a little cross training before I started to warm myself up, and then I did like some easy and short hill reps. And then I did four reps at 6% grade for two minutes each. And all of that was at a 12-minute pace, which is actually really good for me on a treadmill. (laughs) Um, That's a good pace for me. I can maintain that pace. So I was happy with that run. And then I didn't run again until Thursday. I think we got more snow in there. And at this point, I, again, had to be on the treadmill. I tried to run on my treadmill at home doing my marathon paced run. Um, I don't like running fast on the treadmill. It didn't go well. I didn't like it and I couldn't maintain the pace. And I was just like, uh, uh-uh, I just, I think I got like maybe two miles on the treadmill and I'm like, I'm not doing this. And so I decided I'll just do some, I'll go to the gym and I'll do cross training instead. By the time I got to the gym, I decided to try to do a long run because I knew I had a race coming up that weekend and it it made more sense for me to do my long run on Thursday and I knew I could maintain 12 minute miles on the treadmill so I did my long run on the treadmill at the gym <laughs> it was absurdly tough mentally oh, not physically yeah. it felt fine I felt completely fine it was just so tough. I ended up watching like an hour and a half long stand-up special and was like laughing out loud at the gym, which I'm sure was obnoxious, but I had to get through it and I did. So that was 10 miles. Very happy about that. And then my race on Sunday was the Longfellow Frostbite two and a half K. So half of a 5K, not too long. Um, There was actually a race on Saturday that I had mentioned wanting to do, which was the Try for the Titans, the indoor triathlon. I decided, whereas I quit my job and just bought a new car, I couldn't justify paying for two races. And so it made more sense for me to do this race because it would give me an idea of my running fitness for my speed work and training and whatnot. So, and it was cheaper, (laughs) which helps. Um... So I didn't do the try for the Titans. I went up to Portland for the Longfellow Frostbite, two and a half K. I did this one four years ago, three or four, three years ago, 2014. Jeff and me and the kids, we all did it together and it was really fun. And I liked that it was short, so I knew it would be fast, but it wouldn't be for too long. And it was uh, cold and icy. There was a gym that we, you know, went to get our packets and stuff we could hang out and stay warm before the race and it actually had an indoor track so I did my warm-up on the indoor track inside the gym and it was amazing I was running I don't I first of all I have no idea what my pace was because I couldn't get a GPS signal in there of course Um, and I didn't know how long the track was it was really small but I felt like I was flying and it felt so easy and I wasn't out of breath and I was just zipping around that track and Jeff, after I stopped, he's like, oh, I, I got you at 34 seconds on that last lap. And I'm like, okay, that information is useless to me because I don't know the distance of the track. <laughs> but thank right. you. So I did a warm up and kind of estimated, you know, the distance that I ran it. But I, I really don't have any idea. And then went outside and, oh, the kids are gone this week. 
it's February vacation, so they went up to their cousin's house for the week. So it was date week for me and Jeff. So nice. no kids, and so it was just me and him at the race. He, he didn't feel like running. He's been working really hard and didn't feel up to running, and so I just did it by myself. I start out way too fast. It's a short race. It's out and back three quarters of a mile each way. But it's mm-hmm. a, a long, gradual incline on the way out and then a decline on the way back. So if you're conservative in the first half, it's really fun to race. <laughs> I remember really liking it the first year that I did it. I was not conservative in the first half. Uh, <laughs> I started running at like, I don't know, I looked down at my watch and it said 840 and I was like, oh, that's definitely too fast. <laughs> um and so I was out of breath probably within the first quarter mile. It was already feeling hard and I was not even close to the turnaround. So um, so that was tough. Uh, I managed to hold on. I, I definitely felt myself fading in the second half, even though it was downhill. And I, my legs were turning over. My lungs just weren't breathing anymore. <laughs> but I managed to finish in 14 minutes and 16 seconds, which is okay. I'm happy with that because I feel like I, I ran it hard. I I was hoping to get closer to like 13 <laughs> than 14, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't fall, which is good because it was icy. And the time that I ran it in 2014 was 17 minutes. So I cut three minutes off my time, which oh, is nice. really good for only a mile and a half distance. <laughs> so... So I was really happy with that. According to my watch, I averaged 8.58 pace, but according to the official results, I averaged 9.11, but it wasn't chip timed, so it doesn't count the time that I was running, you know, to get to the start or whatever. So anyway, I was happy with it. I figured out, based on that race performance, that my fitness right now is about the same as it was towards the end of my marathon training in the fall. So I haven't gained any fitness since my marathon, but I haven't lost any either, which is good. And so that made me really excited to really jump into my marathon training. Oh, oh, and then there's more. So Monday, I did a mile outside really easy recovery. And then Tuesday, I was going to start doing my speed work. There was no place to run because the sidewalks were covered. And no, the, no, those the sidewalks are free, but I wasn't going to do 400 meter repeats on the sidewalk. I wanted to do it on a track or a treadmill so that I could maintain a consistent pace. Um, so I attempted to do it on the treadmill at home and it d- was not good. I think my legs were still pretty beaten up from the race and um, I managed to get through about four reps and I just, I had to stop because I felt like I was pounding my legs so hard. And I, I didn't think I was causing damage to my legs, but if it ever hurts me to run, then I, I won't do it. I don't, you know, I've been burned too many times. So I stopped and I got like four miles total though with my, my warm up um, on that run. And then my next run was today and that was marathon paced run. The last one that I attempted on the treadmill, I had canceled because <laughs> I couldn't run fast on the treadmill. And the one before that, that I talked about on the last episode, I had to take walk breaks between each mile at marathon pace. So being that I had five miles to do instead of three this time, I knew that I was going to have to be a little more conservative. And I figured that since 
based on what my fitness actually was, I, I figured I'd do better to start um, to aim for like between 10 and 10.30 pace instead of trying to hit 10 minute miles dead on. So the first, after I warmed up today, um, the first marathon pace mile ended up being 10.18, which I was happy with because I kept it pretty good between 10 and 10.30. Next mile went a little better. I I averaged 10.04. And then third mile was 10 minutes even. And then I was feeling good. <laughs> um, next mile was 9.56. And the last mile was 9.54. So I managed to negative split my marathon pace run. and But all of them were still pretty close to about 10 minute mi- miles. So I was really, really happy with that run today. Um, I awesome. managed to get like a 10K in total with my warm up and cool down. So I saw that run suit today and I was so proud of you. I cheered for you. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I was happy for me. I was like, I wonder if anybody knows how awesome this is for me, but you, you know, you get it. <laughs> um, yeah, it really made me happy and it was so sunny and nice. It was really good. So plan for, um, This weekend, I have a long run of 10 to 12 miles. I think I wrote 10 on the plan, but I might go to 12 because I did 10 last week and I'm going to be running with Amy on the hills. So depending on um, what she's up to, we might do 10, we might do 12. Next week, I I don't think I'm going to do speed work. I kind of keep going back and forth on my Tuesday workouts between speed work and hill repeats. At this point, I think it's going to do me more good because I'm running a downhill marathon to really focus on the hills. And so I think I'm going to up my uh, incline on my uh, hill repeats and do that instead. And I can do that on the treadmill instead of (laughs) the speed work. Thursday will be another five miles at marathon pace. And then the next weekend will be another long run of 10 to 12 miles. And that's, that's, those are my three main workouts, but I'll probably throw some easy runs or cross training in there as well, just to keep up that aerobic base so that's it like I said a lot to get through but um it's been it's been rough with all the treadmill running but I think for the most part we're out of the woods (laughs) with winter we had three rough weeks but I think we're good now the next week or so is looking like it's going to be at least in the 40s every day so that's outside running weather I'm happy with that so that was my training Megan, you also had a race, but I assume you got some other marathon training runs in there as well. A few runs, and I'm going to add this in that, Sue, we're so weird, because every time you go through the spurt of like being super consistent with your runs, I'm not running. <laughs> and then Uh-oh. like if I'm super consistent, great running... Like, you have to take a break for whatever reason. So we're never, at the same time, super consistently running. Um, I will add, my shin had been bothering me. And I know I mentioned it once. And then I ran my race, and it was bothering me. And I was worried it was a stress fracture. But it doesn't pulse or anything. I think I just bruised it. and it Because I run into stuff all the time. <laughs> I do with my shins and everything. My spatial awareness is terrible. I, I so, understand. I did the exact same thing today. Like I hammered my shin on the side of my bed frame today and I was so pissed because I'm like, man, if I freaking broke my leg, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yes. And see, it's like, you know, they say if you can feel a spot on your shin that hurts, you know, maybe it's a stress fracture. 
well, I can do that on like four spots on my shin. Okay. <laughs> I can press on my shin and it hurts. Oh yeah. Probably from where I bang it against stuff all the time and there's a bruise there. So I think I've been worried about nothing. Yeah. I go through phases like that. My shins always are like iffy. But one thing that that I know that I've heard is if you can jump up and down, then you're fine. So obviously, if you're you if you know that it's gonna hurt you to do that, don't do don't risk it. <laughs> but if you've been jumping <laughs> or running, you would know. If you have a stress fracture, it's gonna hurt hard when you run. It's going to hurt. It's going to stop yeah. you running. Okay. Well, I just. Um, muted myself and jumped up and down a bunch and it did <laughs> not hurt me. Good. So I should be good. I think what I will do is go back to wearing my calf sleeves though for a little bit or my compression socks, at least while running. Yeah. Cause those will cover my shins and see if that helps, but it was never super painful. It just kind of hurt while I run. So I, because I've been doing so well, I think I was overly paranoid about having hurt myself. Like, oh my gosh, I gave myself a stress fracture because I've been running so much, you know, and then I went from where I didn't run for all of November and December, where I'd run like six miles for December and I jumped into a 20 mile week for three weeks in a row. And I was like, that's what I did. I did it to myself. Megan, you're an idiot. Well, and it could also just be shin splints from increasing your mileage. It doesn't mean you have a stress fracture. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to wear my calf sleeves until it feels okay and go with that. Because it's only in the one shin. But after we talked last, I ran seven and a half miles on a Saturday run, which was a 10.53 pace. And really, it would have been faster than that. But it was kind of a mentally tough run. I ran it by myself. Mm -hmm. And miles five and or four and five were I walked a bunch. So I was just not there mentally. And then I just told myself after mile five I was like just run at a comfortable pace whatever you can do is fine if you have to walk well I told myself no walking but if you have to basically shuffle yeah as long as you're still running it's okay well then I had two easy miles after that so I think I just needed to be nice to myself yeah like I was I had stressed myself out about it and I didn't need to and then I had 14 miles that weekend, but I had the relay race the next day. So only I ran half my mileage on Saturday so I could run for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it's a marathon relay race set up in teams and you, it's a 1.6 mile loop around our park, one of our local parks. So the only terrible part is you wait about an, you can only, you have to trade off. Like you can't run consecutive loops. So I would run my 1.6 mile loop and then wait about an hour to run my other loop. Right. Cause it's a relay. Yeah. And some relays will let you, like I could have run all four of my loops all at once, but not these ones. And it's really hard cause it's only 1.6 miles. So by the time you're really getting into a groove, you're done. You're done. <laughs> I find that ironic that you say it like that, like, cause I saw the times that you posted on Strava. I won't say anything now, but I'm like, oh. We ran the same distance, only you did it like four times, right? (laughs) Yes. Anyway, continue. (laughs) And it was hot. And I mean, in summer, I would love for a day like this, but for the middle of February, it was hot. It got up to 78 and was sunny in February in North Carolina. (laughs) And to top it off, last year when this race was run, it was 17 
So last year, same time of year, 17 degrees they ran this race in. This year, 78. <laughs> a little bit of a difference. That's crazy. So, yes, that's North Carolina February for you. And they're talking about snow in March. So, but the race starts off, you get handed, and I was third runner. So I got handed the baton and you go kind of flat and then it's pretty much uphill until maybe the last 10th of a mile or a little bit more. And then you finally get to go downhill and there's a couple of downhills, but it's mostly uphill. And I just, I was going to run it easy because it was supposed to be part of my long run, but that didn't happen because it's a race and Sue saw my times. So I was really proud of myself. I have to say this because these are times I've never run before, ever. <laughs> like, my first 1.6 mile loop was in 13 minutes and three seconds. And what pace is that? 8.18. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I finished that loop and sat down on the ground and was heavy breathing. And my teammates were looking at me like, are you okay? Do you need anything? I just waved them off for like a full minute. I was like, I'll be okay. <laughs> Before we even get to your other loops, that 818, that was your fastest one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, just that time, forgetting that you were doing more running, um, just that time puts you at a 203 or 204 half. Wow. Okay. And that was on a hilly, hot day. So. Yes. I just want to say, I am so right about you running a two-hour half marathon. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look at my paces afterwards, so I figured you would, though, when you saw it. And then my next one, I will say, before we get there, all four of my paces were under nine minutes for all four loops. That's and insane. That's awesome, Megan. I did my last one, came in at 8.59. Dodging walkers at two in the afternoon in full sun. <laughs> I said many curse words after I finished because there were five of us. So all four of the other girls got three loops and I volunteered to do the extra loop. <laughs> it's a six, you have to do 16 loops to get your marathon. I was, I came, I finished, I was like, yo, bitches, this is BS, I'm never doing this again, this sucks, I hate you, how could you? You know, you ran the, you ran the equivalent of basically a 10k under an hour. Yes, yes. That's crazy. I could probably run a 10k under an hour. I came in, in, right before my marathon, I ran one in an hour and 30 seconds. Yeah. So I could do it now. I just don't like 10Ks. So you might like it now. It wouldn't be so hard now. <laughs> Maybe. But um and my other two were so I did 819 and then I did 829 for my second loop and then 849 average pace and then 859. And I know my last one was slower because there were fewer people running. So I didn't have anybody to kind of race against. Mm-mm. And I'm stronger on hills. I really think that's one of the things that helps me with the hilly courses, why my pace is faster. Yeah. Because I like to run up the hills and then like coast a little bit and then run up the hills and then coast a little bit because I'll put forth a lot of effort to get up a hill. Yeah. Then you can breathe once you're over it. Yes. And so I'll rush up a hill 
and then kind of slow down once I get up it. And then, so it was relay races are really fun. Mm. Like in a group like that, we ran a four twenty one marathon. Awesome. Is what it was for the five of us. And it's really funny because we had three of us who are all about the same pace. And then the other two girls are slower. We were team Ebony and Ivory. I saw your t-shirts. That was adorable. Yeah. Three of the, the three black girls were from BGR, Black Girls Run. And then me and the other white girl. And um, Simone and Snowy, who I usually run with, they call each other Run Wife. Because they did most of uh, their marathon training all last summer together. And they run close to the same pace. Hmm. And Snowy yells at Simone to run all the time. Hmm. <laughs> like, come on, run. You can do it. Like, Fusses at her. <laughs> kind of like, you know, a wife would a husband. And so they, they're funny together. And then the day after that, I ran super easy, just two miles. It was supposed to be speed work, but because I really had done speed work the previous day. I was just taking it easy and I was kind of worried about my shin. So that was like a 14 minute average, two miles. I probably should have done. I really was thinking about doing three easy, but then I got there and I was like, whatever, I'll just do two until I feel like quitting. Yeah. (laughs) And I only went there, went to speed work because I knew if I didn't go to speed work, I wasn't going to run at all. And then I took, that was the 13th and I haven't run since then. But I am going to run this week because I have not had a zero mile week yet this year and I'm not going to. So I will run this week, even if it's a short run, just a couple of miles, because like I said, I have not had a zero mile week in 2017 and I will not have a zero mile week in 2017. Awesome. I'm about 30 miles behind my where I need to be for my goal, but I'm not worried about that because I'll be training for a marathon. So I know I'll catch up with it. Yeah, I, I've been having the same thoughts. Like, oh, I really fell off my mileage goal for the year already. <laughs> but yes. that's okay because it's going to go up. My miles are definitely going to go up. So, so yeah, I'm with you. Just keep on keeping on. Yeah, I keep looking at that. I'm like 32 miles behind. I was like, oh, that's okay. I can make up 32 miles. I was mad, though, because before I took two weeks off, I was right there with it. Right. I was, like, three miles behind it, and I was going to catch up, and then I took two weeks off. So, it'll be okay. Yeah. What's the plan for this week? We have 800-meter repeats. Oh, well, this week I'm going to get some run in. Uh, I'll probably go out for the Saturday long run, but it says I have 10 miles. I may do 10 miles. I may do six or eight. It really just depends on how I feel. And then Monday speed work is 800 meter repeats. Yeah, that should be pretty awful. <laughs> and I've never done 800 meter repeats. That'll be new because I think I missed it last time. Just pace yourself, you know? My goal will be four minutes. That'd be like eight minute miles. Yeah, that's really fast. But, <sighs> but I get to walk in between. I question your coach's methods, but uh, he's getting... Oh, he doesn't have a pace for me. I just made that pace. Oh, that seems really fast. <laughs> well, let me see what the plan says the pace is. 800 <laughs> meter repeats. Um, well, my 400 meter repeats say to do 210 to 218. 
So we double that. That should be what, like four thirty? Yeah, that four thirty sounds better to me. <laughs> yes. So I'll probably really do it at four thirty. Will be what I go for. But really, for uh, most of my speed work, I don't aim for time. I do a lot of it on effort because if I focus too much on time, I don't push myself as hard as I can. You know, because maybe I can do four minutes if I push, like put effort. Not so that I'm dying, but just make it hard, comfortably hard. I guess would be the appropriate way to say that. We'll see. Maybe I'll actually take my watch and set the time for 4.30 and make sure I do that for Sue because she's worried about me. No, my brain can't comprehend those paces right now. Because <laughs> I'm just like, it all sounds really hard. Isn't that really hard? Like, don't hurt yourself is what I'm thinking. But this is this is the mom in me. So I'm. you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, the 800 meters are flat. And that's only half a mile. And I figured if I ran 1.6 at, you know, 819. Right, right, right. But it's not, you're not supposed to run at the absolute fastest you can run it. You're supposed to run it at a a designated pace that's designed to elicit a certain adaptation. (laughs) So, like, when I did um, the repeats and Hanson's. it should be 430. That's what I would think. So then I'm going to do it at 4.30, Mama Sue. So you don't have to worry. And I'll be really good. So then Wednesday I have six tempo miles, which is warm up four miles at my race pace, which is 10.18. And then one mile cool down. All right. Your your race pace is not 10.18. <laughs> All right. Wait, do you want me to go slower? Do you want me to go fast? Will you decide? Okay, so this is what I've been doing for my tempo runs. I have been trying to really stay close to 10 is what I've been trying to do. Oh, you've been trying to do that? Yeah, and I've been going faster than 10. Right. So for my tempos, that I really do comfortably hard where I can't, where I don't, where I'm not pushing as hard as I can, but where it's still difficult because that's what I feel like a tempo run should be. Difficult, but not so much that you couldn't continue doing it. Right. That sounds like the appropriate effort. Um, I want to just like talk to you about training for like for the rest of the night, but we don't have time for that. So don't worry. (laughs) You need to call me later. We just need to set up a time and you can call me and we will talk training because I am fine with that. We can just release it as like a, a bonus episode if anybody wants to hear us just talk about paces all night. Anyway. They probably, you know, that actually probably would be cool. Like, Because that is, we don't talk about that a lot. And a lot of people who run, I run with a ton of people, but they don't ever talk about paces. All right, I'll call you later then. Okay. <laughs> so it'll be six-ish miles, which worries me because six-mile weekly runs is about my real limit. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the first time I bump up because I was supposed to do it both these past two weeks. And I didn't do it. So that'll be okay. And then I have four easy miles. And then I will have a 14-mile long slow run. And that'll be my last long-distance run before I taper. Awesome. Forgetting that you didn't run those those two runs that you mentioned. And you took like a week off or whatever. <laughs> um, I think you are super ready. I think that after tapering, you're going to be itching to run that half marathon. Um, I think you're going to blow them away. 
I'm so excited, really, for the course, too, because it's going to be so nice, and it starts so early. Mm -hmm. It starts at 7, right after the time change. So it'll be bright, but it'll still be, like, 6 in the morning. So, oh, no, it'll be dark. Yes. (laughs) So that's even better. Nice. I forget how the time change works sometimes. But that means it'll be cooler in the morning. So because we're starting at 7 when it used to really be 6, it's not going to be that bad. Right. That's awesome. And it's on the paved trail and everything. So it's a good race. I'm excited about it. Getting closer. Very exciting. Yeah, I've only got three weeks left. Yeah. Great job in your race and um, good job with your training. I think it's it's good that you took some time off because you were freaking out about your shins. I think that's good. The rest is not going to hurt you. Trust me. Like your, your fitness is great right now. Better to be safe than sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm done momming on you. <laughs> Let's move along and talk about yoga for cross-training. Tonight we are talking about yoga for cross-training. And obviously we've, we've talked about this before, how we try to incorporate yoga and stretching. Um, I feel like it's really important to me as I'm getting older because my muscles are just constantly tight. I have to like stretch and and loosen up. And I've, I have lately been neglecting my yoga that I've been paying for every month. Need to get back on that. But tonight we're going to talk about some specific poses that you can do that are great for running. And if you want, you can pause the podcast and go get your yoga mat and you can follow along with us because we're going to talk about the poses and you can do them while we talk about them. All right, but first, um, this article comes from runnersworld.com and it's called Yoga for Runners. A simple yoga routine loosens tight spots, strengthens weak spots, and makes you a better, less injury-prone runner. For Rebecca Pacheco, yoga and running have always been intertwined. I started running when I was 14 and doing yoga when I was 16, so I don't really know one without the other, says the yoga instructor in the new DVD, Runner's World Yoga for Runners. Recognizing the benefits the ancient practice can have on both the runner's body, improved flexibility, range of motion, muscular strength, and mind, more focus, less stress, Pacheco developed a class she teaches in Boston to help runners improve performance and prevent injury. Yoga is the perfect recovery activity for runners, Pacheco says. It relieves soreness and tension in your hardworking muscles and restores range of motion so you can run better the next time you hit the road. The following poses are a preview of Pacheco's full routine on the Runner's World DVD Yoga for Runners. Pacheco recommends doing these moves following a run and or on a rest day. She cautions that they might feel a little uncomfortable at first, especially if you are brand new to yoga and have been running with tight muscles for a long time. Ease into each position and never push to the point of pain. As you continue to do this routine, you'll notice improvement on and off the mat. So as I said, you can learn these poses with us. So just pause the podcast, grab your yoga mat, and follow along. If you're having trouble visualizing the positions, the link is in our show notes. So you can just click on that link to see what each pose should look like. So Katie, the first one is downward dog. 
Yes. Now, the benefits of downward dog are this pose stretches your hamstrings, your calves, and foot arches. It also strengthens your shoulders since you're going to be carrying some weight there in your shoulders. So to do the downward dog, you want to begin on your hands and knees. Align your wrists under your shoulders and your knees under your hips. Spread your fingers and press into your palms. Tuck your toes and lift your knees off the floor. Gently try to straighten your legs and raise your hips into an inverted V. Breathe deeply for 10 breaths. And as your muscles loosen, try to straighten your legs more and sink your heels toward your mat. The next position is the low lunge. The benefits are it stretches your hip flexors and strengthens your hamstrings and quads. So to do a low lunge from downward dog, step your right foot forward between your hands. Lower your left knee and keeping the right knee in place, slide the left one back. Turn the top of your left foot to the floor and lift your torso upright. Then sweep your arms out to the sides and up overhead. Drop your tailbone toward the floor and look up. Hold for 10 breaths, release, and repeat on the other side. The next pose is toes pose. The benefits of toes pose is that it helps prevent plantar fasciitis by stretching the shins and arches of the feet. To do this pose, kneel on your mat with your toes curled under. Sit back on your heels. You can place a yoga block or a pillow between your heels and your glutes if you need to. Breathe deeply for 10 counts. Then point your toes, place your hands on the mat behind you, and lean back as you attempt to lift your knees off the mat. If your knees don't come far up, don't worry. You'll still feel a nice stretch in your shins and arches. All right, now this one is one of my favorites, the reclining pigeon, and it releases tension and tightness in the hips. So in order to do this one, you wanna lie on your back with your knees bent and your thighs parallel and about a hip distance apart. Then cross your left ankle over your right thigh. Reach your left arm through the space between your thighs and reach your right arm around the outside of your right thigh. Clasp your hands below your right knee and flex your left foot. If your head comes off your mat, place a pillow or block behind your head. Hold this one for 10 breaths and repeat it on the other leg. Pigeon's a really good one for those hips. Yes. I have to do that one. There's a stretch that I do after I run, which is very similar to pigeon, where I just kind of put my, my leg up on a table and lean over like that. It's really a... Mm -hmm. Really good. I've done that on fences in the middle of runs. Like sometimes <laughs> when there's anything like a fence or because I run by a lake sometimes, yeah. they'll have the little guardrails. And sometimes I'll stop on the middle of the bridge and put my leg up because it's just high enough to get that stretch. Yeah. That's one of the good spots to do it. That's a really good one. The next pose is called legs up the wall. And the benefits are it relieves tension in your legs, feet, and back and stretches your hamstrings and glutes. So what you're gonna do is get up next to an open wall space with your hips as close to the base of the wall as is comfortable. Swing your legs up the wall and lie back. Rest here anywhere from 10 breaths to 10 minutes. 
Some people even nod off. Sleep is the most essential recovery pose. <laughs> oh, I'm really good at that one. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I think um I think I heard somewhere that it helps drain the lactic acid from your legs too when you lie like that. I don't know if that's true or not, but couldn't hurt, right? Yeah. So these are just a few of the poses that are listed in the article on Runner's World, and there are even more included in the DVD. So definitely check out the article if you want to see what the poses look like, if you want to see the other ones that we have omitted, and the link for the DVD is in there as well. I haven't checked out the Yoga for Runners DVD, but I kind of want to now because I like a lot of these poses, and I'm curious what else they have. All right, up next we have Runner Girl Recommends. My recommend this week actually goes back to my sickness that I've been dealing with and trying to get over. So if you are in an area of the country which has Kroger, a huge grocery store chain if you're unfamiliar with it, but they are massive here in Kentucky. Like I've always had Kroger's around, but I have never seen Kroger's like they make them in central Kentucky. They're huge. They look more like a Walmart because they sell like clothing and household goods and furniture and pillows on top of your everyday groceries. Uh, But a lot of them also have what they call the little clinic. It's very similar to, I think it's CBS that has the minute, minute clinic where they usually have a doctor or nurse practitioner in there able to treat you, you know, for common ailments do allergy testing, TB skin tests, all that nine yards. Um, But this was a lifesaver for me because there are so many in the area. It's close. It's easy to get into. They accept most insurances. And this is the best part. They have an online portal where essentially you check in, you enter your name, your birthday, and then it holds your spot in line. Because if you've ever been to any kind of urgent care, you know there's nothing urgent about it. You're, you are sitting there for probably an hour to two hours, depending on what time of the year you go. And if it's during flu, flu season, you're going to be sitting for a while. So you check in through the website. You can see approximately what your wait time is. And it holds your spot in line. It sends you an email telling you when you need to be at the clinic. And it worked out great for me because it told me I had about a 30-minute wait. I check in. I drive there. By the time I drive and park and get out and enter, like, my name and everything into the kiosk, I was going right back. So it was fantastic. Yeah. And the doctor there was really great. Picked up my prescription, of course, right next door at the pharmacy in Kroger. So... It was a one-stop shop for me, and, you know, I'm not big on going to the doctor anyway, so, you know, if I went, I needed to go, (laughs) and this was a a good experience for a change. So, if you're in an area with Kroger's that have little clinics in them, give them a shot and definitely use the online check-in, because that's awesome. That is cool. It sounds like a super Walmart, but with, like other stuff walmart doesn't have a clinic (laughs) i was gonna say but so much better (laughs) it's the walmart without the walmartness yeah that's awesome i like walmart oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm always the weird one when i say that but in all fairness we don't have kroger's or any of the other good stores like what's the one you had do you have target yes and no like our target 
here in High Point is almost worse than our Walmart. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have food. It doesn't even have a pharmacy. They're just now remodeling it to put a Starbucks in there. Oh, jeez. Come on, Target. Get with it. (laughs) So it's not even really a Target. (laughs) Yeah, that's the fakest Target I've ever heard. (laughs) Even my Target has Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah, when you compare Walmart to that, and the Target is a 30-minute drive away, and my Walmart is five. (laughs) Yeah. Walmart kind of wins out for you there. Yes. All right. What is your recommend, Megan? My recommend is just rest. And I want to add the caveat of without making yourself feel guilty. It's okay to rest. As a runner, one, we really need to make sure we're doing it at least once or twice a week. Yeah. And then if you need to rest, it's okay to. If it's better to rest than to hurt yourself. And sometimes if you just want to rest, that's okay, too. Even if you have goals, there is nothing that is tying you to running unless you're a sponsored elite athlete. And if you are, please talk to me because I really want to know how you do that. (laughs) Even they have to rest, too. That's the thing, though. Rest is an important part of the adaptation process because first you have to stress the muscles and then you have to rest them so that they can recover and get stronger. (laughs) So it's definitely a part of the process. You shouldn't feel guilty unless you're using it as an excuse to not do your training. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's much better to rest. And that's that's something that's taken me a long time <laughs> to really learn. I'm much better at it now. Where, like you, Megan, I will now, I'm now willing to go a week without running so that I don't jeopardize all of my training by being stupid, you know. not I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying me. <laughs> no, I understand because... When I got into my good groove with running and I was consistent with it, I was like, I don't want to rest. Like, I had to tell myself, do you want to rest or do you want to break your leg? Because (laughs) I was worried it was a stress fracture. That's the conversation I had to talk to myself about. And it was a considerable conversation of, well, if you could just make it until May and then you can take six weeks off and then you can start marathon training. That was the conversation I was having with myself. That is Sue logic right there is what that is. <laughs> I have that argument with myself every six months. So, <laughs> yeah, It was like, okay, so you've got the race in March. Maybe you can just run until your race in March and then take six weeks and just barely get through, you know, your challenges in Cincinnati. And then you can take six weeks off and then start training for your marathon at the beginning of July. That's that's like eight weeks. You'll be fine. <laughs> Unless I broke my leg in between now and then because I was being dumb. So I kind of yelled at myself and made sure I didn't. But Good. I did. I have walked a couple of times and done things. And Marshall, part of it was he asked me Monday if I didn't have to run because he wanted to take the dogs to the park. So we walked with the dogs at the park. And that was nice. Nice. My recommend this week is the stupid treadmill. Um, I I hate running on a treadmill. I just do. I hate it. But um, I love running and I want to continue doing it. And when you have the sidewalks covered with snow so that it's taller than your head, there's no place to run. You can't run in the road when there's snow and ice because 
then you're just stupid, um, stupider than the treadmill. <laughs> so, um, so my recommend is either having a treadmill or going to the gym and using a treadmill or borrowing a friend's treadmill. If you live in a place where obviously you're going to get snow during the winter and you want to keep up with your your training and your fitness you you gotta find a way to make do and um treadmill's a great way to do that you don't have to spend a lot of money either minus an ancient (laughs) ancient treadmill it's really hard to push the buttons on the damn thing but i can get it (laughs) i can get it going and i can run on it and that's all i need so um so yeah i hate it but at the same time i love it and if I didn't have treadmills to use, I wouldn't have been able to do my 10 mile long run. I just, I would not have been able to do it unless I was trying to jog in place in my apartment for two hours, which is, would be even more ridiculous. So that's my recommend. As much as I hate it, I couldn't keep running without it, the treadmill. So that is it for recommends. Up next, we have Run a Girl of the Week. <laughs> And this week's runner girl of the week is Janine on Daily Mile. And the run that she shared was her 10-mile long run. She says long run with like six exclamation points, so she's really excited about it. And I just wanted to share because I know that she's been trying to get her mileage up and she's been doing a ton of cross training as well. She's been doing boxing and cycling and boot camp on top of her running. And so I just want to say like, great job, Janine. You're working your butt off and I think you're, you're doing great. So congrats on becoming runner girl of the week. And we choose our runner girl of the week from our Daily Mile Smash Run or Strava feeds. If you'd like to friend us and possibly be a future runner girl, all of those links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. So I think that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us? Yeah, my quote's from Hal Higdon, and it says... The most important day in any running program is rest. Rest days give your muscles time to recover so you can run again. Your muscles build in strength as you rest. Nice. Very sciencey, but it kind of is a good reminder too about rest and its benefits for us as runners. Absolutely. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This is well hasn't been an entirely like calm podcast but the theme is yoga and stretching and resting all very good things for recovery very cool that is it for episode seven of season five join us next time when we will be talking about strength training in our cross training series if you have any questions email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast Tweet to us at Runner Girls Show. Call the hotline at 207-200-3297. And follow us on Instagram at Runner Girls Podcast. Listen to us at RunnerGirlsPodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run. <laughs>